Hey, this is Sherman Thomas, and you're listening to the Kingdom Talk Ministries podcast. Hope this message inspires you and blesses you. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, let today be that day. Enjoy the message. In your Bibles, I would like to call your attention to the book of Philippians, the third chapter. I would like to just uh, read a few verses there. Mm. We'll be starting early on in the chapter, but I just want to read it uh, from verse 12 through 14 of chapter 3. It says, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or arrived, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Can somebody say amen? Amen. 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 Lord, we pray this evening right now that you would bless your word to our hearts. Our prayer, dear Father, is that our hearts would be in tune one with another and with you so that as you speak through your word, whatever it is that you have for us, Lord, we will receive that message, we will receive that word in this hour and in this time. We thank you for what you're doing and what you will continue to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I have entitled this, uh, this message this evening, Pressing On in 2020. It is practical. Pressing On. Amen in 2020. All across, all over the world, men feel a sense of responsibility toward God to have a relationship with Him. They have a sense of God, but they sense that something, something is wrong between them and God. Sometimes they feel things are right and other times they feel things are not so right. But underline whatever feeling they may have, men are never sure whether or not things are right with God. They lack that perfect assurance, that confidence that in fact they are pleasing God enough to be acceptable to Him. They have a hope that God will accept them, but they do not know, not with absolute certainty, that He will. It is these feelings that have stirred the religions of the world today. Men want to be right with God. They want to be approved and accepted by God. They want God to look after them. They want God to help them. And they want to know that when they come to the end of this life, they will go on to be with their God. They try to do whatever good thing they feel is necessary to please their God. Mm. Not realizing that no matter how much we do and how well we do, none of us will ever be able to do anything to merit God's favor. As a result, we find a lot of people believing in their good works, doing good to securing God's favor. 
doing what they think they need to do to make themselves accepted by God. This is a religion of self-righteousness, of becoming as righteous and as good as a person can be to merit God's favor. But may I say this to us this evening, that God is perfect, and not one single person is perfect. No person can do enough good to become perfect, no matter what he does, and no matter how well he does it. Man is already imperfect, and there is nothing that we can do to make ourselves perfect. There is nothing that we can do to make ourselves accepted by God. The Bible already makes it clear to us that all of our righteousnesses are still derived in the sight of God. Does not matter, amen, how well we do it. Does not matter how committed, how devoted, how sincere we are, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. None of us can ever do anything of ourselves to merit God's favor. Am I talking to us? The point is this, that no person can ever earn or merit the right to live in God's presence. If a person is ever going to live in God's presence, it's because God loves that person enough to accept that person and transform that person's life and make that person perfect in his sight. Oh, Lord. I am submitting to us this evening that this is exactly what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul, in the earlier passages of that text that we read, talked about the fact that he had achieved the height of self-righteousness that he had reached the height that so many aspire for and never reached. But then he said, all of those things meant nothing to me because I want to be found in Christ, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law but I want to be found in him. Hallelujah. If any man thinks he can trust his works or his attainment to reach God, Paul says, I own. I am above all of you guys. And then he began to list his qualifications. See, I was a privileged Jew. Circumcised on the eighth day. I had the right birth. I, I am a true Jew. I came from a good family. Mm. My, my parents followed the law. And they did what the law required. So I met the requirements of the law. Paul was saying that goodness and righteousness are not found in his birth. It's not found in the fact that he came from the right stock. It's not found in the fact that he was indeed a devoted Jew. There are those today who believe that if they have a godly appearance, that will help them. If they have a godly spouse, 
godly children, godly friends. And if they observe some rituals, all of those things will eventually add up. I am submitting to us this evening that the only thing that really matters is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it does not matter who you are. It does not matter how well trained you are, how well behaved you are. The only thing that really matters when it comes to meriting God's favor is a personal relationship with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says, I was circumcised on the eighth day. I was at the stock of Benjamin, the aristocratic tribe, the tribe that maintained its loyalty to God all through the ages. He was of an upper class. Oh, Lord. Paul was known as Paul of Tarsus or Saul of Tarsus. And Tarsus was where the aristocratic Jews lived. It would be like the Beverly Hills of the United States where the well-to-do people live. Paul came from a very wealthy background. Mm. He was a Tarsan citizen. So he's known as Saul of Tarsan. That, that's not insignificant that that is mentioned in scripture. It's a man that came from a man a well-to-do background, a well-to-do parents. He grew up in wealth. He was not, amen, down at the bottom, bottom end. Paul was one at the top end. Had things in life. Had certain status. When, when, when the Bible talks about his, amen, his, his uh, status as a Pharisee. One of the separate ones. He was set apart. But Paul says all of those things really mean nothing in the end. He said to those who are trying to go back to Judaism, when it comes to zeal, I was so zealous that I persecuted the church. None of you guys have reached the heights that I've reached. You have not attained what I have. But you see, all these things, I count them but loss. So when it comes to the law, I am blameless. If, it's, if it was the righteousness that is by the law, I am blameless. None of you guys can come close to me. Jesus says to us, accept your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. You shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Wow. He says, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. So Romans 3 and verse 20 says, Therefore by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Paul realized that he needed to change course. And so Paul said those things that were 
gain should be those things that were of great value, of great importance to me. I consider them as nothing that I might win Christ. I want to be found in him. I want my perfection to be found in Christ Jesus. I am no more depending on the law because I realize that the law is not enough. The law can only go so far. And this man who is saying this is a Pharisee. Man who spent time studying the law. It says, Amen. The law can only go thus far. So I'm willing to give up all that the law offers so that I might win Christ. Paul realized that in all his effort that he was doomed without Christ. He realized that with all his zeal and all that he was doing, all the things that he was practicing, that in the end they would be meaningless without Christ. So he said, I count all those things but done for the excellency of the knowledge that is in Christ Jesus my Lord. This I am saying to us this evening is the focus of this text that we have just read that is before us. Paul had a past experience with Christ. Paul had a continuous experience with Christ. And Paul sought for a future experience with Christ. Those are the three things I would like us to consider for a moment. There was a time when Paul came to the place in his life on the Damascus Road when God saved him and turned his life around, he realized that he was on the wrong road, although he was sincere, but he was sincerely wrong in what he was doing. His heart was into it. He was committed to it. He felt that he was doing God's will but then he realized that it was not as he thought. He realized that the path that he was heading was the wrong path because he was persecuting the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God saved him. God turned his life around. And this is important, brother, sister, because sometimes, amen, with some of us we get saved and we treat it so lightly. It's not a simple matter, it's serious business. Eternity is hanging on it. It's a serious matter. God saved you, amen. You need to treat it as a, it's the most important thing that will ever happen to you as a human being. That you experience the grace of God. Don't take it lightly. So Paul had a past experience with God. Hmm. He came to know the Lord. That was a one-time event when he surrendered to the Lord. But then he continued. So at this point in his life, he was able to look back. Because he had a past. I am submitting to us this evening that as we are on this threshold of the new year, as we look back, most of us can say there were some things that we would rather not remember. They were not very pleasant. Can I get a name in the house? That they, the memory of these things do not bring any joy to our hearts. We would rather just not remember them. Paul had a past experience. Amen. Just like all of us have our past experiences. 
some good and some not so good. Can somebody say that? But Paul looked at his past. He had a past relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Genuine faith, brothers and sisters, makes a total commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm, I'm going slowly here. A person who truly believes in Jesus Christ gives his all to Christ. He counts his own efforts and his own works and all that he was doing as nothing because he has now found the true Savior, the Messiah. And he turns his life over to him completely and realize that from that point on it's going to be a walk of faith. Faith means that sometimes the way is not always very clear. That sometimes you're not going to be able to just look and just see your way clear. There are times when it's cloudy but that is for your good. That is for your benefit. Can I get an amen? amen? Because God wants you to trust Him. God wants you to trust Him to take you through even when you cannot see what is ahead. God wants you to trust Him to lead you, to guide you. And so, for those of us who believe that once we are saved, we're just going to see our way clear and everything is going to be all right. No, not so at all. There are times when you just cannot see beyond where you are. Mm. There are times when the pressures and the, the problems and the challenges, the struggles of life, they're upon you in such a way that you just cannot see your way forward. But that is a time to really trust God. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. To commit your ways unto the Lord. To commit your life to the Lord completely. Say, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. Lord, let your will be done in my life. And I submit to us this evening that that's probably where you are. You just cannot see the future as you want to see it. You just cannot see. You're trying to look ahead, but nothing is really making sense at this point. Don't give up on it. Just trust the Lord. Trust the Lord to lead you. Trust the Lord to guide you. Trust the Lord to direct you. Because I can assure you this evening, that if you are depending on the Lord, you will never be disappointed. You will never. It might take some time for you to get to where you plan to go. Amen. But you are not going to be disappointed in the end. If God chooses to, amen, make a digression in your life, in the end it's going to be even better than what you thought. What's God? is in control. Commit your ways to Him. Commit your ways to Him. And God will bring it to pass. God will bring it to pass in your life. So don't give up. Don't give up. Trust God to see you through. The Bible says to us, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For the one who comes to God must believe that God is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And the operative word there is diligently. You have to be diligent. It is not just a hit and miss thing. You have to be serious about it. To diligently seek him. He's going to reward you in the end. Don't lose your reward. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Amen. 
For he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek it. Sometimes we, we, we abort the plan. We believe God is taking too long. And so we change our minds and we move to something else. Just that we are on the verge of receiving what we are asking and what we are believing God for. Because of a lack of faith, we turn aside and we abort the whole process. Bible says, wait upon the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So the Apostle Paul had a past experience with Christ. He had a continuous experience with Christ in the presence. Well, there, there, there is a connection. Am I talking to us? Mm. He counted all things but waste in order that he might win Christ. It is not a matter of just making a decision to serve Christ and then afterward you go your own way. No. It's a matter of following on. Amen. So you can grow. So you can learn. Am I talking to somebody this evening? So it's not a hit and miss affair. You're following on. So you can become what God would have you to become. Continuous. Continuous. In making a decision to follow Christ and continue to seek after the knowledge of Him. Continue to seek to know Him more and more is what all Christians should aspire to do. Know that the knowledge of Christ is said to be excellent. It is the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Jesus Christ is the most excellent knowledge in the world. No other knowledge can bring about perfection. No other knowledge can bring about righteousness. Am I talking to us? And when we talk about perfection, you know that we are not talking about sinlessness. Because Paul himself confessed, he said, I have not yet attained. I have not yet arrived. There are some things that I'm still struggling with. You know what I discovered about us believers? Sometimes we are too hard on ourselves. Sometimes we are too hard on ourselves. Because we are telling ourselves that we should not have any struggle. And once struggle comes, then there is something wrong in our lives. Because somebody told us that once you start believing in the Lord and serving the Lord and receive Christ as your Savior, then all is going to be well. And as soon as something is not going well, then we start judging and getting ready to condemn ourselves. Because something is not going well. May I remind you this evening that serving the Lord involves some hardship. Amen. Serving the Lord involves some struggles. Serving the Lord involves some difficulties. But it is a sacrifice that is worth making. Because in the end it's going to be well. Can somebody say amen? In the end it's going to be well. We might have to give up some stuff in the process. But those things are not good for us to begin with once we have to give them up. Uh, you're not with me. I remember Peter as Jesus taught on total surrender and what it means to follow him. Peter said, Lord, we left everything to follow you. <laughs> In another passage, Jesus said, Truly I say unto you, 
There is no man that had left house or parents or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake who shall not receive manifold more in this present time and in the world to come life everlasting. So if you have to give up something to serve the Lord, based on this text, you can be assured, amen, that in the end, God is going to take care of you. Amen. And God is going to give you more than you gave up. Amen. 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 You're going to receive more than you gave up in this life. But sometimes we try to hold on to our ungodly friends. And we don't want to let them go. And they are like thorns in our flesh. They're dragging us when we want to go forward. They, they're dragging us back. And I'm talking to us tonight. They're dragging us back. And we want to go forward for the Lord. But they are they're enticing us and dragging us back. And it's a tug of war in our lives. And the reason is we just don't want to let them go. Because we say they are our friends. Listen, friend. Listen, brother, listen, sister. If God calls you to give up that friend, give up that friend because God has a better friend for you. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Somebody who will speak into your life. Somebody who will encourage you. Somebody who will challenge you to serve the Lord. Somebody who will be a blessing for you. But once you hold on to those old ones, you are depriving yourself of what God has in store for you because you're not going to get there. They're always going to keep you in this tug of war. Going back and forth, back and forth. Let go. And God will take care of the rest. Mm. So Paul had a past relationship. He had a continuous relationship. And last of all, he looked forward to a future relationship with Christ. Hmm. He sought to be found in Christ. Paul was looking forward either to his death or the coming of our Lord. Hmm. When he came to face God, he wanted to be found in Christ. I don't know about you, my friend, but whenever it comes to God and my dealing with God, I want to always be found in Christ. Hmm. Because I cannot deal with God by myself. Oh Lord, I cannot approach God. I must be in Christ. Oh Lord. When, when, when Moses and the children of Israel, you know, sometimes we get the idea of God as you know, and we just look at him as the friendly and loving and kind and all of those years. Can I get an amen? But the Bible said God is a dreadful God. When the children of Israel were in the wilderness and they rebelled against God's authority and God spoke to them, they came crying to Moses, said, pray for us, we don't want this voice to speak to us again. We can't be with it. But Christ makes the difference. Hallelujah. So I always want to be found in Christ. All oh, that I ever desire to be in Christ. And Christ alone. Because I can only approach God through him. Can I get an amen? I am not qualified. I am not able to stand on my own. Oh, hallelujah. I need to have my, my attorney. Can somebody say amen? 
He is the one. Amen. He is the one. I want to be found in Christ. And so the great apostle Paul, he looked forward to a future relationship with Christ. You want to stand before God, not clothed in his own righteousness, which is of the law, but in the righteousness which is found only in Jesus Christ. It is God's righteousness that is imputed to us, my brothers and sisters, in the person of Jesus Christ, that qualifies us to go to God. Nothing of ourselves. Paul said, there is nothing good in my flesh. Nothing that would make me eligible to approach God. It is Jesus Christ and Him alone. Amen. Amen. Romans 3, 21, 22. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God which is by faith, of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe for there is no difference Paul says I want to know him and the power of his resurrection I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering most of us want to share in the blessing of Christ, but we want nothing to do with the sufferings of Christ. Paul says, I want to fellowship in the suffering. There is no question about it. And we need to understand the spirit that if we decide to live for Christ, then there's going to be some suffering. Can I get an amen? The very life that you live is going to attract some, some kind of suffering. And there is no way we can get around it. And so God sees our faith, my brothers and sisters, whether or not it is genuine. And as we embark on this new year, and we hope and we pray and we wish our brethren happy and prosperous new year in our minds we think about a smooth sailing and sometimes we wish and we say wish you smooth sailing for the year now that would be great if that happens and i get an amen but the reality is there are going to be some bumps there are going to be some challenges. There are going to be some struggles. Amen. Because the new year coming, amen. It's another year, but the challenges, amen, they still continue. Because it's life. They come along with living. And so we experience some challenges, but we are also confident in somebody's amen. That no matter what comes our way, we are able to deal with it. We will be able to deal with it by the grace of God. Amen. Because the Lord is with us. And he is not going to leave us. And he is not going to forsake us. Say, God, who will stay with us. Amen. In 2019, is going to be with us in 2020. He's going to be right there, amen, to help us along. Oh, so there is no need to fear, amen. There is no need to fear. God is in control. Amen. Nothing can ever happen to you as a child of God without his awareness. He's in complete control. So there is no reason to fear. Can somebody say amen? Paul desired a future 
relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we think about the new year, amen, we too are looking forward to his continued blessing, his continued guidance, his continued direction. And we are believing him that, amen, in our own lives that he will do greater things in 2020 than he did in 2019. We are believing him that in our families he's going to do greater things in 2020 than he did in 2019. We are believing him that, amen, in our church he's going to do greater things in 2020 than he did in 2019. We are looking forward to greater things. We're looking forward to God doing, amen, some marvelous things in our midst here as a church. We believe in God because we know that our God is able. Amen. Amen. We have a past relationship with him. We have a continued relationship with him. And we look forward to a future relationship as we embark on this new year. Amen. The same God who's been with us all along is going to be with us all the way. And he's going to see us through. Paul says, I do not count myself to have arrived. But one thing I do. Forgetting the things which are behind. There are some things that you need to forget. Amen. There are some struggles, some difficulty, some hardship. Because if you dwell on them, Fear is going to overtake you as you go into the new year. So there are some things that you must try to forget. The failures. Amen. Many of us all say, well, because we did it in 2019, we failed in 2019, we are going to fail in 2020. Not necessarily so. God is able. And sometimes we are fearful because we know we have been to some places and amen, we lost the battle. And we are fearful of going back there. But listen, our God is an amazing God. Our God is an amazing God. And I close with this thought. Israel being in battle. And the Amalekites overrun them and in that battle they lost 20,000 men and one day as they continued on their journey they reached that same spot again and the enemy came upon them they remember the slaughter that took place 20 years ago and so they were fearful. But they called out to Samuel and said, cry out to God for us. And when Samuel went to God, God said, the victory is yours. Can I get an amen? God said to them, the victory is yours. You failed there once, amen. And I'm taking you right back to the same place. And I'm going to give you the victory there. The Bible says God fought that battle for Israel. Amen. And gave them victory over the enemy. And when the battle was over, the Bible says Samuel decided to establish a memorial. And the Bible says he took a great stone and he placed it between Mishmet and Shem. And he called it enemies and he says, Hitherto, thus far, has the Lord helped us? And when he made that statement, he was looking backward, but he was also looking forward. For the word hitherto really means thus far, meaning that they have not yet arrived. Am I talking to somebody? That God, amen, is going to take them all the way. The same God. The same God. Those areas in your life where you failed last year, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God is able to give you victory. Hallelujah. Amen. God is able to give you victory over the enemy. Amen.
to be encouraged. Go approach the new year with a positive frame of mind that our God, our God is able. Our God is able. Our God is able. Our God is able. Don't dwell on your failure because it will depress you, it will keep you down. Amen. But look ahead. Move forward. Amen. God is able to see you through. God is able. So press on. Press on. Keep pressing on. Amen. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. There might be somebody in the house tonight as we wind down. And amen. You need prayer. You need prayer. You know, you, you, need, you need the prayers of the saints. Amen. As you move over in the year 2020. Amen. And God has spoken to your heart completely to the altar. We are going to pray. You need, you, need, you need strength. You need prayer. God spoke to you. You need prayer. Come. I want to pray with you. Jesus' name. Yes, yes, Jesus. This name that is above every other name. Hallelujah. The name to which every knee is going to bow yes, and every tongue Jesus. is going to confess. Hallelujah. That Jesus Christ is indeed Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Jesus. It is in this name, through this authority, that we come to you, Father. Yes. Hallelujah. And you tell us to come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need and right now Father God we thank you for your protection in the name of Jesus for the angel of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and we give you glory we give you honor, we give you praise we thank you tonight God for your faithfulness we thank you we thank you for you the all powerful God hallelujah 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 we worship you hallelujah in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we worship, we praise the Lord, hallelujah. We bless your name, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, those who come forward, Lord God, need strength to deal with the challenges, Lord God, that are awaiting for this new year. Lord God, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus that every every heart will be strengthened, every heart will be encouraged. For you, the Lord, you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And so we pray tonight in Jesus' name that faith will arise. Faith will arise, O God, in the souls right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, that Watch over us, God. Watch over us, God. We are praying, God, that you want to gird your children. 
name of Jesus, we believe you, God. The blood of Jesus. Grant the victory, Lord. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We praise you. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, God. For you are God and you are God alone. Thank you for the work that you have done. Thank you for the work that you're doing. God, hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Yes, we see the glory, we see the glory. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Angels, oh God, angel of the Lord, protect God. We thank you for the anointing, Lord. And Father God, as we are coming now to the end of this Hallelujah. We worship you. We worship you. We thank you for the angel. We thank you. Hallelujah. Even right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you are preparing the way for us. And we Hallelujah. Go up to you, God. Thank you, thank you. Surround us now and grant us protection. Oh, God, let your angels glory. Yes, Lord. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. In the name of Jesus. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Your name tonight. Your we worship at your feet tonight. We thank you, God. Thank you for the work that you're thank doing. You even now. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for all you have done. Yes, Lord. Thank yes, you for all you're doing. Hallelujah. Lord, you will continue to do. Bless the man of God. Bless, Bless the anointed word, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive it, Lord. We receive it, Jesus. Oh, God. We receive it. You're sending the word tonight. You're sending the word tonight. You're sending the Well, thank you for listening to today's sermon on Kingdom Talk Ministries podcast. For more information, or if you'd like to reach out to us, you can email us at kingdomtalkministry at gmail.com. Do have yourself a blessed day.